This is the True North Collective podcast, a gathering of unsugarcoated conversations on authenticity, created by the real-life documentation of everyday humans fearlessly finding their true north. Welcome to season four of the podcast. Hi, I'm Rachel. I'm rediscovering who I truly am at 38. I recently shaved my own head, and when I'm really turned on, I sweat profusely behind my knees. Hi, I'm Janelle. My nose is constantly running. I just drove 6,000 miles in four weeks, and I once was paid to dress up like Hannah Montana and sing at a kid's birthday party. Hi, my name is Carla. I just moved to New York City. I have gotten really good at making banana bread, and I once danced in Japan. Hi, I'm Cindy. I'm an equestrian. I'm also a truth doula, and once in college, I was mistaken as Miley Cyrus at a club and got VIP treatment. It was great. And we are your hosts of the True North Collective podcast. Were you happy with the comparison to Miley Cyrus? At the time, yes. (laughs) Actually, I'd still say, I'd still say now. It's, she's, she's a cool person. I had people used to think that I looked like Lindsay Lohan. 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 In photos of you from college. I don't see it now, but in photos of you from college, when you showed me a few, I was like, oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. More sad than now. I have more cheeks. Mm -hmm. Interesting. But I love how Miley Cyrus slash Hannah Montana came up in two of our random facts. No, that's weird. Well, I was inspired inspired by a random fact and I was like, oh, Oh. that's something my friends and I used to joke about for a long time, (laughs) a long time. So I was like, did this just randomly come up? Like we all came to the table and we're like, Miley Cyrus. (laughs) (laughs) I was inspired by yours. Fair, fair. Talk to me about truth doula. Yes. So it's kind of like my new nickname I've given myself for my career in that, you know, doulas help bring things into the world, mostly children. But I uh, have found that most of a lot of my work or most of my work, I'm revealing truths in people's souls and in their life. So I've sort of taken on the nickname like a truth doula because I want to bring out the truth of things. Oof, I love it. It's so good. Yes. I am so excited for you guys to meet Cindy. Like as soon as you told me about like what this podcast was about, I was just like, Cindy just like immediately popped into my head. So I'm so glad that this worked out where we could all like meet and be together. Yeah. It's interesting too, because Janelle and I were just having a conversation off of a conversation she was having around what the opposite of intuition is. So we, (laughs) I think we're going to play with that a little bit because- yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So how do you like New York so far, Carla? Where are you? We are in Midtown. Um, I mean, it's fucking fabulous. Like <laughs> I, I love the energy of this city so much that like people are just out and about, like doing things, living their life. Everyone's wearing a mask. Like everyone's being really safe, but they're just like getting on with it and like living their life. And I just, the energy of this city, like, lights me up. So mm-hmm. I haven't really been outside that much, <laughs> but the little, the little bit that I've been outside, because it's been, like, cold and snowy, like, and we've only been here for, like, 
just three weeks now. So that's why I'm in a blank space in an empty room with like nothing in it. Um, but that like so far, so far it's, it's really awesome. How does it compare to some of the other places you've lived? Do you feel like it has more energy or? I don't think that anything will compare to living in London. Um, when I was living there, I was just like, I was like my whole self. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have ever been to a place where you're like, oh, I'm whole here. This is, this like is where I belong. This is like where, where I should be living 100%. And when I, when I moved there for grad school, I was like, this is where I belong. I just like love the culture. I love the people. And I will say I love the food as well <laughs> because I've been a vegetarian for like 15 years and they're very like vegetarian friendly here versus growing up in the Midwest where everybody like has to have meat at every single meal. And like, that's just like not how I live. So like going there and like always having like vegetarian options, I was like, yes, thank you. This is where I belong. So if I had my way, I would move back to London in a heartbeat, but New York so far is a very close second. Yeah. New York is like my London to Carla. I literally texted Carla after she had been there for a few days and I was like, hey, how are you doing? And how's my city? Like, I miss it so much. Like, I, I not doing it, but I was like, oh, I hope you're doing great. But like, how's the city? Because I just, I freaking love it there. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like I'm on the hunt for the place that feels like that for me. I don't know if I've ever found that. Probably the closest was like Vancouver, but not Vancouver proper, like in the outskirts um, near the fishing towns or kind of on the way up to Whistler where you're kind of like back in the mountains a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think I'm on the hunt for, for that. Rachel, where are you living now? I'm actually back with my parents in Southern okay. California. Yeah. Okay. So I broke up with my boyfriend of seven years about two months ago and just was like, I need a breather. My whole future that I thought was going to be a thing is no longer. And I need to take a minute and regroup with myself. Um, and I have an RV now, so it's in the shop. And then I think I'm going to head out on the road. Um, and I'm saying it out loud to hold myself accountable to it because <laughs> it's overwhelming. What they show on Instagram is not the same as real life. <laughs> Don't we know it? We just had a meeting. What was that yesterday? And I tested out cell service and I was like, I got this or all good. And then when the meeting came, there was no self service in the same spot I tested the day before. And I was wandering around in the desert being like, cell service. Yeah. <laughs> but it is, people think. it is empowering though, um, you know, to actually sit there and be in the middle of nowhere. So on the drive back from Dallas, which is where I was before. Um, I took about a week and along the way, um, I stopped in different places and like shit broke and normally I would have somebody else and I'd just be like, ah! and then they'd be like, okay, I'll figure it out. But I didn't have somebody. So then I just had to like, be like, ah! and then go, okay, now what? And then you kind of just like, once I, pro I would like got through like the the overwhelm or whatever the emotion was that was there that I was telling myself I couldn't handle it. Then I was like, oh yeah, all I need to do, I have the tool. I just got to use the tool and do the thing. And then when I was done, I was like, holy shit, I just did that. So it's been actually super empowering. There's just a lot of things to, um, to empower myself on. And so, uh, yeah, it's, 
I think it's going to be really good for me. I know it's going to be really good for me. And it's what I always wanted. So it's that, um, like you say you want something and then it shows up and then you're like, oh shit, now I actually have to do it. Oh, great. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> yes. I totally feel that. <laughs> it's like, it's like, you're like, yeah, I can do hard things. It's not a big deal. I can do hard things. And then when like the hard things are presented to you, you're like, oh, okay. I can yeah. do hard things. <laughs> you have to force yourself to do them. But then once you do them, you're like, I can do hard things. Totally. <laughs> when you think that the more, like I've done hard things before, but it's like new arenas present new nuances. And like, um, I'm just, I don't know. I can like harken back on things and be like, I've done that hard thing, but I still have to go through the process of like, nope, I am doubting myself. Nope. I don't, I still don't know if I actually could do it here. Um, and then wait, this is too fast. I wasn't ready yet. I can do it in like a year. Um, but then, yeah. And then you do it and then you're like, damn. All right. All right. Cool. Like look at everybody. I'm a baller. Before we introduce these two amazing women, we are excited to let you know about our April workshop. We each have visions and dreams for what we want for ourselves and our lives, idealized versions of who we wanna be, how we want to be perceived, and what we want to get up to in the world. But what happens until we get there? What happens if things don't work out how we expected them to? How do we live each day in a way that allows us to start to live these future realities now? Our April workshop happening on April 1st at 7.30 Central Standard Time is going to be a deep dive into habits, practices, support systems, environmental elements, rituals, routines, and commitments that we consistently choose for ourselves that either support us in living in our true north or not. We would love to have you all there. We'll drop a link in the show notes where you can sign up. Now let's jump back in. Um, okay. I really want to introduce you both because this conversation is going to be so awesome. Um, and you're both powerhouses. Holy moly. So this gave you a longer intro, but I really want to do it justice. First, before we start, Carla is my very good friend from dancing growing up in Libertyville. I don't know a time when I didn't know you. Is that possible? I know. I was, I was also trying to think of the same thing. Like, I feel like my very first memory of meeting you was obviously at Dance Center North, but like probably like Nutcracker time, but it must've been before that, but I have just like very vivid memory of like, but maybe because I'm thinking, because also, you know, my sister, Angela, yeah. and she had started dancing at Dance Center North, maybe like a year before me. So I think that I think that I saw you perform in the Nutcracker before I actually was in it. So maybe that's my first like memory of you, but like we were very young, very young. So yeah. I feel like I've known you forever. Yeah. Um, and I'm so honored to have you here and it's been so cool to watch your journey. So, um, Carla, Carla is the founder and director of the narrative body, which is a coaching and consulting program that teaches professionals, groups, and businesses about the power of body awareness and nonverbal behavior. Um, she began her career as a professional dancer and then transitioned into movement research, yoga, and other wellness modalities. She's dedicated her life to studying the nuance and intricacies of human movement with a goal of helping individuals uncover the power they hold within their bodies 
and give, giving them the tools to connect and communicate on a deeper level. She holds an MFA in creative practice from Trinity Laban Conservatory of Music and, and, and Dance in London. And she utilizes the Laban movement analysis as a tool to investigate ways that we can understand movement in ourselves and others. Um, she's an incredible, just, I mean, even before you were doing all this, you just have a spirit that like, I feel like transcends the ages and you always resonated as just like this wise, but youthful person that, um, I always loved being around and I felt like I could be myself around. So I appreciate you for that. Um, and then I just also wanted to share, she also contributes um, as an expert to Equinox's Furthermore, Monster.com and Glam.com, exploring human movement and its profound impact on our lives. So like, damn, you're doing it. I'm like, whoo. All right. And then when I said, Carla, I want to have this conversation about how the body like relates to being your true north. And she was like, we need to also have this other amazing human who is Cindy Lufred. Did I say that right? I should have asked you ahead of time. It's okay. It's Cindy Lou Fred. Lou, Lou Fred. Fred. Okay. Cindy Lou Fred. She's a spiritual medium, intuitive healer, and founder of Revealing Soul. Cindy is the co-host of Slightly Spirited Podcast and the co-founder of the Soul Talks Meditation Practice. Her passion is bringing the energy of soul into view in a grounded and relatable way. And she uses her mediumship abilities and, int and intuition to reveal the parts of your soul that are hidden to awaken the truth within so you can manifest abundance without, which I love that. Um, she was in the corporate world for 11 years prior to pivoting to her business full-time a few years ago and has 18 years of experience honing her intuitive capabilities. And as you heard earlier, she has dubbed herself a truth doula. So welcome you to Ballers. I'm so, yeah. so, so honored to have you. Yeah, I've been trying to call in some like badass female entrepreneurs in my life to help expand me and I, shit, you're here. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for it's having happened. us. Like I'm, I'm super excited to be on here. I listened to a few of your podcasts and I was like, yes, this is like Cindy and I during quarantine would go on walks together to like make sure that we were sane. Like when we were in the like full lockdown, so we went on these like socially distanced walks. And we would have conversations just like you guys are having on the podcast. So, so like after I listened, I was like, yes, this makes, this makes sense. This is going to be a great combo. It is. It's like a cool time to be, I feel like a lot of people are really hungry for, for more depth. And there's like a space that people are connecting with themselves in a different way. And so there seems to be an appetite for um, a, a deeper conversation around deeper things that are happening within us. So um I am, I'm, yeah, we're so excited to have you both here. Um, okay, so our first question is, what does it look like for each of you to live your true north today? I'll go first. I've been, I've been thinking about this question in, for a long time, um, but, but also thinking about it sort of in two different parts. So I think I have kind of two parts two answers to this question. I'll, I'll try to keep it as, as brief as I can. But the first thing is identifying and embracing with all of the different sides of myself. So Rachel, you said at the beginning that you would love to, you know, talk a little bit about how I, I perceive you now to when you were when you were younger. 
And my immediate answer to that right off the bat is it doesn't matter because one thing that I'm really trying to embrace in myself and my friends and my family and all the people I work with is that we're allowed to be more than one thing. We're allowed to be in different boxes. We're allowed to straddle many lanes. We're allowed to, you know, color outside the lines and that, and that my true North really fully looks like being embracing all of those different identities and, and allowing myself to be that sort of homogenous person, right? That has all these different sides and layers and colors to her versus just saying, oh, I have to be this one person or this other person that I've really truly felt for so long that I can't be both the dancer and the, um, you know, and running the narrative body. I have to be one or the other. When in truth, I can be bold, right? Oh, I can't also teach yoga. Well, yes, I can, right? So I think that the older I get, the more I just am caring less about, about kind of, you know, what other people think and really identifying and embracing all of these different sides of myself. So that would, I think that that would really be the first, the first one. And, and the second one is, and Cindy and I talked about this, is that really embracing embracing the idea of who I am is not what I do and trying to also value that I have so much more to me than what it is that I put on my resume and what I, you know, what people might ask me at a party. Uh, oh, what is, what is it that you do, right? Because it's, I, I'm, I wonder if you guys deal with the same thing is that when people ask me what I do, I can't just answer in one sentence. Like, it's like, it's like, well, do you, how long do you have? Because this is an actual conversation. I can't just say I'm an accountant or I can't just say I'm a lawyer or I'm a doctor. Like, I'm like, well, I do this and I do this. And, and so I think that's kind of the, the, the encapsulation of it is that these, these two, these two things like come together in that there's so much of what I do, but it's not necessarily who I am specifically. And I'm still, you know, trying to carve that out and figure that out, you know, as I grow older. So many good points. I also, that exact question we had, uh, I think it was one of our collectives and we had talked about like answering on your career. And I think I'm just going to start telling people like, well, they'll be like, what do you do? I'm like, oh, I practice being human. <laughs> just like, <laughs> just leave it there and then see if people want to play because that's a weird answer. And if they do, and they want to get curious too, but otherwise they're like, huh? then I'm like, okay, cool. Walk away. <laughs> yes. I like that practice. I just practice being human. That's great. That's enough. Exactly. I have to add that like, this is, I think a topic that at least in my work, it comes up a lot. I work with a lot of chronically ill pe or people. Um, and it's like when they can't define themselves because they can't work anymore, it's like, who am I? Right. And talking about that. And then even in dating, it's like the first thing people ask, so what do you do? Well, what about if I'm a good person or like, if I like that, what makes me laugh? Like, do, do you care about that stuff? Like, why aren't those the first things we ask people, right? But we're so conditioned to like collect all these labels. And the biggest one is like, what are you contributing to the world or to out putting out? And it's like, uh, there's more to me than that, right? It's just, I spent a lot, I could talk about this topic forever, identity. So I'm gonna stop talking, but it is such a fascinating topic. It really is. I just like to ask guys the last time they cried. That's normally my opener. See, that, that'll tell you a lot. <laughs> but Cindy, same question for you. How are you currently 
living your true north today? My answer is a little shorter. Uh, so I, my living my true north today, each day, every day is by returning to the truth of my soul, which is returning to love. So each day it's about looking at, am I doing things out of fear or obligation or am I doing something out of love? And since I've deemed that I want to be in a reality and a timeline that is more love and abundance based, I'm always sort of comparing, not comparing, but always observing my like thoughts and decisions and, you know, just the beliefs that are going through my mind of, is this rooted in fear or is this rooted in love? So that's how I um, am like following my true north or living that every day. It's, and it's a practice. It's like that fear tries to creep in, man. Creeps it so loud, so loud. When you first started doing that, was it easy to tell when you were living from love versus fear? I'm going to go with no. I it, it takes a hot sec, to be completely honest. And the biggest thing that helps that helped me was to get into vibration of joy and love more frequently. So it's it's hard to know what feels in resonance with abundance and joy and love for yourself if you haven't felt that recently. So I think as we said in the beginning, I'm I'm a recovering 9 to fiver. I worked in the corporate world for 11 years. So I thought I loved my job and I did. I did love parts of it. I mean, it took me to New York City. It took me to Chicago. It took me to amazing places. But at the end of the day, I wasn't feeling fulfilled and I was getting my fix through other things. So I had to first get into alignment of what makes me happy, what brings me joy. And that was through hobbies. I always, I love hobbies, activities, just doing things that are fun. And then you can start to see, oh, wait, when you go back to this other experience, like that doesn't feel the same as that does. And that thing makes me happy. So like, this is just something I've been conditioned to think makes me happy. And then that's how it starts to unravel, like looking for those things and seeking those areas in your life uh, that do resonate with love and joy and happiness for you. I'm curious when you started this journey and Carla chime in too, if it relates, um, what were like some of the first hobbies or maybe not even the first, but like, what were the, some of the biggest hobbies that started to call you into joy and passion? And what was that experience like in your body? Cause I know we're going to talk about that too. How did, well, what did it feel like? Perfect question because it actually was through yoga that I start, which is a physical practice that I started getting back into what brings me joy and, and, and through bar, I did a lot of bar when I was in New York city. That's when I picked up that, um, practice. So it was through moving my body. That's how I started getting into what brings me joy. Cause it just made me feel so much more grounded and in presence. And that of course, well, at least for many people will just bring a calmness and much more like happiness in your life. And uh, from there, it, it went into meditation. It, I believe there's four bodies of consciousness. So mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual. So I was so off on all four of those that I started with the physical. So physical practice, then I went into a mental like meditation. Then it was working through um, a life coach, working on my emotional self. And then it was finally looking back to the spiritual and what really resonates with me and then be able to go back and say, and do other physical practices and things that make me happy. But it's, it starts, I think, with physical, like getting out of your head and into your body. Yeah, I think um, a lot of times when we've talked about that on the journey, like very similar. People start with physical because it's one of the easiest and 
like most tangible things where the other one's like oh yeah spiritual like what the hell is that or like emotional like i don't know that's a little scary so the, the physical is always a nice gateway to the other facets it's also the one that that uh what's the one i want to use that um annoys us the most or that is the loudest so i believe all disease in the body is disease of the soul or the mental mind or the emotional self right so when something starts feeling uncomfortable in your physical body, it's like, it's already tried to bring your awareness in those other areas. And the physical is just like, that's the one that's like the loudest. It's like demands your attention. It demands you to like pay attention. I was talking to my mom last night about, um, as a dancer, I, so I have, been processing a lot of old trauma and I've tried a bunch of different ways. Like I've had, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy, um, more understanding my emotions. And the thing that's resonated the most is most recently, which has been a lot more somatic practices. And, um, and I was, it makes sense because like I was a dancer and then I'm like, Oh, duh. Like I hold so much in my body. I, I move like my experience is in my body. But what I was saying to my mom last night is I always, thought that being a dancer meant that I just knew could understand my body so much more innately, but really what I, it was like kind of, but I also realized that the construct of dance for me in some ways was getting me to like force myself into certain emotions and then step out really quick. And so it was actually like not an intuitive, always intuitively led situation. So I almost like feel like it was a very, I'm relearning how to listen to my body, even though as a dancer, I, I felt like I could drop into my body. I don't know, Carla, Carla, maybe you had a similar experience. I am like, I am right there with you. The, the amazing slash awful thing about being a dancer from such a young age into adulthood is that you are so attuned with your body that you can do those things but you're also, but also you can do those things, right? So it, it's, it's a blessing and it's also a curse. Um, gosh, I don't even know where to start. There's so, there's so much. I, I was actually going to even just say to you, if you're processing old trauma through your body, look to somatic therapy. And then you're like somatic therapy. I actually, there's, there's actually a woman, um, uh, there's this woman, Babette Rothschild that I'm not sure if you've read any of her material, but it's, exactly about processing trauma through through the physical body. She's incredible. Um, and this is this is also something that has been coming up a lot in my sessions with my clients. Um, and something that I, I like to talk about a lot is that when we have these unprocessed emotions, so it could be fear, it could be um, anger, it could be simply just being sitting in your home all day long and not actually going out and about and interacting with people is that those emotions get actually stuck in our physical body. Um, and if we don't actually release them through physical movement, they're gonna be stuck there, right? So that could be fear, you can see it, right? In the shoulders, you can see it in the, in the muscles of the neck, you can see it in the face. Um, and after a certain amount of time that, that becomes habitual and it will start showing up in the physical body through our nonverbal behavior. And then sometimes, some of that nonverbal behavior becomes who you are as a person, right? So you might um, you might start to actually hold your body in that specific way because all of that energy or tension or trauma or worry is actually stuck in the physical body, and we need to actually release it through 
yoga, through chanting, through movement, through laughing, through play, right? All these things that are more of the physical experience then in turn releases that. So you can have the open posture, the release energy, the stress-free, the, stress the calm, the ease that's actually running through the body. So it's starting to identify and understand the sensations that your body is going through and how you can start to release them. Um, as a dancer, we don't identify, I think with sensations, we identify with rules and being told to do something. Okay, put your leg there. But why, but why am I putting my leg there? There was never the, but why? And I think that when I started teaching dance, I made sure to say, this is why I want you to, I want you to do this, but this is why I want you to do it. And these are the muscles that you're working. And this is the feeling that I want you to elicit so that they could pull from more areas than just one specific area being told what to do. Because when you're just told what to do without that information, Right, you're, you don't really understand why you're doing it, and that in the long term can um, can be detrimental. Sorry, that was really long. <laughs> no, that was perfect. I was gonna say, what came to me while you were talking is like that's why you were such an innately beautiful dancer when you like I I mean at a young age before I know you started later, but like you innately knew, and I think that you were probably unconsciously already thinking about those things, which is why you were able to, I mean, you were a beautiful dancer. So um, for what that's worth. Um, Thank you very much. That's very yes, kind. Of course. Um, I was going to say too, I, I listening to that, to the body like that is, is such a, okay. What's the word I want to say? It's, it's like, yes, body wisdom. It sounds like it's going to be like this, big da, 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 da. and like what it's really been is like really slowing down enough to listen to almost like the boring things <laughs> like, like I've started to now be able to tell that if I have like I get this pain in the back of my head um almost like when you wear a ponytail and you're and the hair is like being pulled in the wrong direction for too long do you know that feeling um but I get this pain back there. And that usually means I'm in a, in a state of um, survival, hyper hyperactivity. And um, that happened to me yesterday, but I was like, I'm not though, that's, that's not happening. So I don't know why that's happening. And then this morning when I woke up and I reflected on yesterday, I was like, I for sure was it, that is exactly what's happening. And it like divulged from that. And so I was like, okay, I can trust that now. Um, but it is, it's like really nuanced feelings that seem so like, I can just be like, that's nothing. That's stupid. I don't, whatever. I don't want to pay attention to that dumb thing. Um, that are actually quite profound when I start to notice the trend over time and actually listen to them. Yeah. It's, I'll just say really quickly, it's, it's the opposite of what we were taught when we were younger, it was like bigger, higher, faster, stronger, right? As, as a dancer, you're always looking to get to the, that next level and understand, okay, how can I stretch more? How can, you know, how can I get my arabesque you know, higher? All these things. And yes, and in the process of understanding the body and the sensations in the body and somatic therapy really is rewinding all of that, rewind all of it back to those tiny little subtle movements, the tingles down the fronts of your legs, the soft movement of your shoulders, what, what's coming up in, in the body over and over again, repeated areas of stress or tension, or, you know, the, the twitch in your eye, all these things that we sort of just like brush off, they're like, I don't want to, whatever. 
but it's about, right? We always say this and Cindy's heard me say it a thousand times, listen to your body, listen to your body, listen to your body, right? But we don't listen to our bodies, right? We're like, well, we're fine, no, no big deal. Listen to your body. I also feel like a lot of us don't know how to really, like there's, it can be when it's loud, we know how to, but like Rachel's mentioning, it's the nuances, like the little things, I like we've just never been taught to pay attention to them. And so I would be curious for both of you to answer, like when you're working with people or you're having these conversations with people that have never tapped into that side of themselves, where do you encourage people to start? Or maybe where do you start and people can see if they can relate to that? Because I know for a very long time I was having these conversations and I had no freaking clue how to listen to my body, really. I mean, maybe not no freaking clue, but like emotional, like how to tie it to emotions or, you know, I was in the fitness industry too. So it was kind of similar. It's like, I knew like if something hurt kind of, but I normally ignored it. Um, but I didn't know how to tie it into something like Rachel, your example of being in survival mode, like no mind body connection from, or like mind emotion connection from that standpoint. So, um, one thing I always, probably the first thing I do with clients and I think Cindy, you and I probably did this as well when I worked with you is that we start with, um, we'll start with a body release meditation. So something that I like to talk about for the very first thing is that there's really two parts of understanding body language. And the first is awareness. The second is observation. So with awareness, you cannot, you cannot start to make any changes until you become aware of what's going on with your physical body. But the thing about body language is we really have no idea what our body is doing, right? Unless we have a video camera up or we're looking in the mirror all day long or someone is looking over our shoulder and observing us all day long. So the first thing is to do the body release meditation. I usually do it with clients just seated. I'll do it in big groups, corporate events. I will do it for everybody. And one thing I ask is don't change how you're seated right now. So stay exactly as you are. And then I'll ask them to close their eyes and then I'll take them through the entire body release meditation, you know, starting crown of the head all the way down to the toes. And then I'll actually take them back up. And then after that, I'll say, okay, what came up? And people will say, I had no idea that I was actually not breathing. Oh, I didn't realize that I was, uh, had a nervous tick in my foot. I didn't realize that I, you know, had my legs crossed. It could be something so simple like that. But once we start to have that awareness of the subtle, the subtlety of just how our body is when we're seated or when we're standing or when we're laying down, I always say that's the first step to awareness. And then you can start to tune in a little bit deeper to some of the other sensations. And Carla is the expert, I would say, in especially in this conversation, but definitely in my life of helping to um, teach people how to do it for themselves. So when I see clients, um, or even I guess when I'm working on myself too, I kind of take a little, like, I guess, cheating step or whatever. So I go to the energetic body and being a medium and being intuitive. I, I also have an aura camera that takes a picture of your energy. So I, if I have access to that, although with COVID, I have to do things virtually, which is absolutely it's equally as good, but I go into an energetic body, body and ask it to show me like, where is their pain on this person? Because I have found that I'll ask the client like, oh, how are you feeling? Like, are you doing okay? Whatever. They're like, oh, I feel fine. I'm like, mm, okay. I'm noticing a pain in your like neck. Are you feeling like pain in the back? Like perhaps like a tightness or tingling. And they're like, oh yeah, I guess you're right. I'm like, okay. I, I, <laughs> I just asked you like, people don't realize until they tune in. So 
I tend to go to the energetic body to look there first for what's going on physically. And then my other favorite way to help people tune into their body is to use their pets, their animals. So our animals uh, reflect back or often mirror back what's going on in their human or their owner's life, right? So if they have a dog nearby or if they have a horse, I love working with horses, I'm an equestrian, I will tune into that animal and say, show me what's going on with you. And they'll be like, oh, uh, you know, my right front leg is hurting or something. And I'll ask the owner, is that what's happening? They go, yeah. And I said, I've been, I said things like, like, for example, I had a woman whose horse was like dead lame on his right front leg. And I said, what happened around the time when he went lame? She goes, well, I got fired from my job. And I was like, that's it physically your horse is reflecting back how you're not feeling secure and safe in your path now because you got fired and security. And that's right. That's control. That's having um, support, being financially stable and, and having stability. And literally in a horse, like they have to, well, I guess they don't have to have four legs, but they have four legs. So losing a leg, you know, they can't function. So it's funny because pets, dogs, animals will show me what's going on in their owner's life, either physically, mentally, or emotionally, that perhaps the human, the person is not quite aware of. So that's my other little like kind of anecdote that I like to use to help people to reveal what's going on in their body. Because as you guys said, they don't have to know. And then we haven't been taught how, as Janelle said. When you say energetic body, can you talk more about how somebody might feel their energetic body versus their physical body? So all beings, we're all made up of light. It's in, in quantum physics. It's been, I think, oh, I, I know it's been proven now that at the cellular level, it's actually just energy. Um, and our consciousness or our observation is what brings things like protons, electrons, and neutrons into form. Otherwise, it's literally just space. We're literally made up of space at a cellular level. So as such, what's holding us together is just energy. It is a focused consciousness of our highest, higher self that created and brings this being, this body, these, the way you look and act into, into being. So as you do intuitive work, and I always believe everyone has the ability to be intuitive. Uh, it's simply a muscle. The more you use it, the stronger it gets. So as you tune into yourself, you have an energetic field. I think people say it radiates at least like six feet out around you. That's how empaths can sense and feel what's going on other people or why you can say like, oh, that person has bad vibes. It's because your energetic body is picking up on their energetic body and it's not in resonance with yours, right? So tuning into the energetic body, you, I can notice like subtleties where something's stuck or the energy isn't flowing per se. And that's where I can then tune into that area of the body or that chakra on a person and be able to say, this is most likely like what's happening, or this is most likely where you're maybe you don't even realize you're feeling pain. Cause it's so normal that this is how your body feels, but energetically something's off. So I, I will say that takes time and practice. It's probably not for the you know, beginner to, to work on or do, but you, but you can, you can learn to develop those gifts. So is the physical body actually also the energetic body? Uh, in, I mean, it could, you could say that, but I, I believe like the physical body that you can see is, is one form. And then the energetic body is something we can't see around all of us, unless you have something like an aura camera, like I have that can actually take a picture of it. So I don't know if you've seen an aura photography, but you'll see a picture of a person and then overlaying that are colors. That is the energetic body. So they are somewhat separate. It's just your body, your physical body is vibrating at a different level. So it would still be colors in a way, but it is so dense and moving so, so quickly and rapidly that it, it looks, you know, you have your body. So does that 
kind of explain it? Totally. Yeah. Okay. I just got my aura read in Sedona like two weeks ago. So I like, I'll post the picture online when this episode goes live. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. Can your aura change over time? Yeah. Yeah. Your aura changes. I think Carla, we've done yours a couple of times. Your aura changes from week to week, month to month. It depends on what's going on in your life. I've seen, I've taken photos of people who get it done and like a year later come back to me and it looks exactly the same. And I've also taken photos of people who done it one month and come back the next month and it's totally different but I found out they broke up with their boyfriend quit their job and like moved out of the parents house or something and I'm like oh that was a lot of changes that's why your aura looks different also the aura I always joke that I'm the Miranda Priestley of mediums because I like will ask questions but basically I answer them myself like no no that wasn't really a question like I already know the answer and um as such so I have I had a client recently who always had a red aura she came in and she was like always red and really kind of murky and I'm like there's a truth that you're not realizing and there's something going on in your life and I'm telling you it looks like it's with your husband and I'm like there's something going on she goes no no we're fine there's nothing nothing well she found out for the three years she was getting her aura done he was having an affair and cheating on her and the what after she found out she left him so got separated and she came to get her aura done and it was all pinks and blues and purples and I was like, that was your energetic body. Your energetic body was trying to tell you that something was off in your life. You just, you weren't at the time. She either wasn't willing to see it or just was ignoring it or didn't want to see it. But the energetic body does not lie. Auras don't lie. Can't lie. That's amazing. And I feel like there's so many stories in my life too, even outside of aura reading that like, yes, hindsight's 2020, but like there's just something there in your body and you can't quite put your finger on it. And then it like comes out and you're like, Oh, like that's why I was anxious the entire time. Or that's why I was experiencing this. Or like, that was this weight that I was feeling. And yeah, that's super interesting. Can you read people's auras virtually or like take the picture? Where does it have to be in person? The, for the actual picture, it, it needs to be in person. Cause it's a whole, it's a whole getup for the um, I don't know what kind of aura you did in Sedona, but mine has like two hand plates that you put your hands on. Yeah, that's what I did too. Yeah. Um, but I, again, I can read energy. Like oftentimes I, uh, during quarantine, I've, I've read and said, oh, you have like green in your aura or gold in your aura. And this is what it means. And they'll be like, oh yeah, that's exactly what's going on in my life. And then I'll take it you know, later as we've come, been coming out of quarantine and it aligns with that. So yes, people can read auras. It's just, you don't necessarily get the validation of seeing the photo unless you're in person curious I'm all can you guess I'm not just kidding <laughs> I'm just kidding we can continue the conversation oh you want me to guess your no, oh, I'm I, can't. Just kidding. I mean I can read your I'm like did you just get it done you just I got did it, done? I it was two weeks ago <laughs> oh my god I know but you were also traveling and in Sedona so sometimes when you travel it can be a little different like whenever I go to Sedona mine turns red and orange because mm-hmm. I'm soaking up it's very grounding for me there so I'm soaking up the if anyone who hasn't been to Sedona who's listening it's a red it's like the red rock mountains or whatever like land. And, um, so I turn red when I go there, which I used to get so frustrated by. And then as I started doing this work and tuning in, they were like, no, no, that's very grounding for you. It's very healing for you to be there. So I kind of got over it, but normally I'm like purples and blues and like greens. So I was like, what the hell? Um, so that's for you, I'm guessing you probably had some oranges or showing me you're very creative. You have a lot of creativity coming in right now for you, Janelle. I don't, um, I don't know exactly what project you're working on, but there's a big creative like aspect or thing that wants to be birthed through you. I don't mean you're going to get pregnant. I literally mean it's a creative project. Okay. 
So there's a lot of oranges and gold showing up in your aura right now. I, I mean, you could have had red because you were there. And then I want to keep saying you have a lot of deep, deep blues like and purples, which are purpose. And I'd say like purple is um, spirit, like connection to spirit and connection to the other side. So I know I named four colors, but you can ha literally have like a dozen colors in your aura. But those are the four I would say I'm picking up on your aura today for those reasons. So interesting. Yeah. Okay. My turn. Can I do it? Yeah. I mean, okay. yeah. I also like, what do you see? Like, what do you, I also like channeled things. Okay. Well, we can, we can do the reading part. We can do it. We can do it. Ooh. Yeah. You guys, Cindy is amazing and incredible. And I can tell. I'm, I'm yeah. glad that I'm glad that you guys have a chance to meet her. Cause she's just incredible. So continue. <laughs> well, before I go much further in the reading portion of this podcast, I just want to ask, do I have your permission, Rachel, to read for you today? Yes. Your heart chakra is very, very muted. Um, at the same time, it's also a little, it's also very like open and excited. Like part of your energy field is very open and excited because it feels like for the first time in a long time, you are pointed in the right direction. Okay. Um, but your heart chakra is very muted in that you had a dream or a picture of where you thought your life was going to be. And it, it has, it ha you have to rip it up. You have to like, I would even say doing a cord cutting ceremony would be very healing for you with that vision of what you thought was going to be the future for you, right? So imagine like a picture, imagine picturing yourself in that light and like cutting cords with it and just saying, and even the person too, but saying, I release this from past, present and future lifetimes. I'm complete with this. I'm done. Um, the other thing, and this is, I think because you've been doing the work, that's why this piece of it is coming in. I wouldn't tell this to every client the first time I see them. But when you're ready, can you look at this whole experience? And specifically, they're talking about the breakup and the guy and like that whole relationship. Can you look at this from the perspective of how is this showing up for you? Or how has this shown up for you in your life? And remembering that you are in all things. Therefore, you are also in this, uh, this person, this partner that you had. And how is it that you were reflecting back to you the things that you needed to learn, right? So um, a little high level stuff, but just being an observation of the lessons that you learned and the things that you um, want to carry with you moving forward from that experience, okay? Um, they're also saying that in the next like 18 to 24 months, I, you're like, completely going to do a 180 from what your thought your life was going to be. And I'm just going to say also from where you think it's going to be today. So don't, I mean, not that you shouldn't plan for the future or like make plans for the future, but don't get too attached to the outcome because the universe wants to bring you more. You've been limiting the universe for a really freaking long time because you had this like vision of what you wanted and it was not what the universe wanted for you. And they're like, so excited that you finally shifted out of this. So, um, just give yourself some time and grace. They're hearing by, I don't know how old you are, but I hear in the next two years, I also hear 40. I can't remember how old you are. In the next two years, I see complete love, happiness, romance. Like you're going to completely pivot from this. Okay. And um, they're also saying, if you, if you want kids, you can have kids. I don't know if kids are an issue, but they're saying they're in your blueprint. So don't stress out. You can still have that. Okay. Um, and then your your aura is a little muted. I'm not going to lie. Like if I took your picture today, I think as much as you are happy and content with where you're at, I think it's a little muted. So the colors are not as bold and bright as I think they would normally be. Um, but that's okay. I'm also going to say that this happened for a reason in 2020, because this is removing the relationships that are no longer serving for you. Okay. Um, how do you connect with, uh, I know I can't believe I'm thinking, saying this, but how do you connect with like ice cream? I know. And I was about to, I, one of my three things is going to be about ice cream and I changed it. 
But how do you connect with like ice cream or like mint chocolate chip ice cream? Is that mean anything to you? Are you fucking like, kidding me? I don't know. I mean, yeah. no, I'm not kidding. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is my favorite flavor of ice cream. Okay. And okay. I used to work at Ben and Jerry's and that's it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Did you, um, I don't know what, I think definitely the ice cream thing is coming up as in like, that's a sign for you slash they're also saying if you've been eating a lot of like, 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 you know, ice cream and like self-soothing, that's totally fine. Don't stress about it. Um, and then I don't know what's coming with, I don't know about the Ben and Jerry's thing per se, but it could be some healing coming up from like back then or some limiting beliefs from when you at the time in your life, when you were working there that are coming up for healing now. Do you understand this? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, and I, I have a really loud, like grandmother, or I almost want to go with great aunt energy, maybe both that are coming in saying hello I, and great aunt's an odd one. Usually I just get grandmothers, but I have one of each coming in. Do you, do you know a great aunt? I have no idea. Okay. But I'm going to, yeah. okay. Is your mom's mom passed? Yeah. Okay. She she's always stopping. comes and talks to me. Oh, okay. Well, she's the one. It feels like there's an aunt or like something coming in with her as well. So I don't know if maybe it's not great. Oh, maybe it's just aunt. she has a twin. That's it. That's it. Okay. That's it. She's with her twin. Is that twin pass? Whatever. Doesn't yeah, matter. They're yeah. together. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're together. Um, I got the chills, you guys. <laughs> Just saying. And is one of them a, a D initial, like like Dorothy or Dor- Doris or Donna or something? Don. No, Barbo. Okay. Barbo is one of them. Um, okay. I would have gone with, uh, okay. There's only about a D name, so we'll come back to it. Okay. I would say don't make it fit, but I definitely have your grandmother and she's with her twins. So that's why she's talking about the great aunt. So the two of them are together. She's helping you with all this. She's like, I got this. I'm helping you with all this. Um, how do you connect with the color blue with her? Does that mean anything to you? Turquoise. Like, Turquoise yes. is your favorite stone. Yeah. That's it. There you go. So she's just saying that's a sign for you. She's using that. Anytime you see that sign or you see that stone, that's a sign that she's with you and she's watching over you. And she's saying, you got this. You got this. Um, and she's saying, you're on the right path. You, if you remember nothing from today, this session is, it's that, I mean, if you remember nothing, if you remember nothing else from today, it's that you made the right choice. You are on the right path. And she's like, don't look back. Don't look back. Don't even question it for a second longer. I mean, I think it was pretty recent, but don't even think about it. It is, it's done. It's clear. It's, it's over. And remember your greatest relationships, your greatest love in life hasn't even happened. So as good as you felt in the good times with that person, you're, it doesn't even compare to the person that you're actually meant to be with in this lifetime. Okay. Okay. Um, did she pass from cancer? Do you know how she yeah, passed? She okay. Did. Cause that's what from she's saying. Cancer. She's like, an, what was it? From cancer. Yes. From cancer. Okay. That's what she's showing me. So she's just validating that as a sign that, that, that that's her also that, I mean, if we did a full reading, which maybe we need to do a full session in the future, I don't want to take up the whole podcast on this, but, um, uh, something about the, your cancer and her cancer is, uh, dude linked, but yes, it's linked. Both had, yes. We both had Hodgkins. Oh, there you go. Okay. Oh, I didn't even realize it was the same thing. There you go. Okay. So she's just acknowledging that when you heal this for yourself or as you're healing this for yourself, because I know with chronic patients, I always like to say, you're kind of always healing. You're kind of always in recovery, right? It's not like a one and done thing. It's a practice. Um, and she's saying, as you heal this for yourself, you're also healing it for her. So she's so, 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 so grateful for the work that you're doing. Cause you're healing it for her as well. So your work she's is not gone unnoticed. She's told me yeah. that. Oh, so she good. has a oh, beautiful. Okay. Well, let's do that. But I didn't know, like, I was just like, what the fuck do I know? Like, okay, maybe, maybe, you know, I, I, I know, but like, also I'm like, I'm not gonna hold on too tightly to it. So, okay. Uh, Dude, who are you, Cindy? We're gonna take a quick break. Cindy's just blowing our minds here. 
But we wanted to tell you about an event coming up on March 27th. If you recall in season three, we had the wonderful women of Agora Artists on the podcast. They are going to be hosting an event called Seeds, which is an online concert of dance works created by seven local dance makers in Dallas, Texas. Each choreographer is gonna bring a unique voice to the concert. And this is an opportunity for independent choreographers and dance companies to get paid for their work. So they're really excited to support these incredible artists and we would love to have you help support them as well. The event starts on Saturday, March 27th at 5 p.m. Pacific time and it runs until Saturday, April 3rd. Make sure to check it out. We're gonna drop a link in the show notes so you all can join. We appreciate you supporting our community. Okay. Um, shit. Yeah, that's the next piece. But but she's like, give yourself some time and grace. Like you're healing. You know, you're you're doing all the right things. So she's like, don't don't rush it. You're you got this. But that's and I always say like for my clients that, you know, picture the thing you want most in this world. Like whether it's a, a you know person or a job or a career or financial security, whatever the thing you want absolutely. Imagine yourself having it, feeling it, loving it, holding it. Right, you have it. Release that. And then picture the thing that's annoying the crap out of you right now that just triggers you every time you run into them or talk to them or think about it or whatever. And the key to getting the thing you want is healing that thing that's really bugging you right now. And I know the two are not combined, like not like have nothing to do with each other, but any resistance in your energy field to something around you is slowing down even your greatest manifestation that you want. It's not that it's stopping it because the things that are meant for you, you will always find, but it's creating resistance in your energy field of like attracting it in law of attraction. So I want to in a session with you. I know like, me too. too. Like, where do I okay. sign up? <laughs> Holy moly. Um, um, and did you say she was the B initial? Is yeah. Well, I think they both were B, but now I'm like, okay. Barbo and Barbara. That doesn't make any sense. Oh, Rebecca, Rebecca and Barbara. Or the two okay, names. so Becca could have been the okay because I was gonna say I have another B initial coming forward, not the same name you already gave me, but someone else. So maybe it was Becca. Maybe that's she was just giving me a nickname. So, can you have people come through that are alive? Yes. Bruna. Is there a Bob Who's or my, something? There's a Bruna. Who's that? My Italian grandma on the other side. She's 100. Can be 104 this year. She's alive, mm. but she's. <laughs> they might just be acknowledging her. I don't, I don't think that's it. That's I, it. no, it's not. I feel like it was a Robert or Bob. And who's the CK name? Is there like a Catherine or like Kate? Like here, am I picking up on Janelle? Am I, I switch have, energy? I have no idea. Oh, we have Carla. Oh crap. I wonder if I moved to Carla. <laughs> save, save me for another day. <laughs> okay. Well, save me for another day. I think I wonder, I wonder if I switched to Carla and they were like, oh, you're, oh, you're, oh, you're talking. Oh, we're here. I'm like, oh crap. So how do you, Cindy, first of all, thank you so much. You're welcome. I don't know. I didn't really expect that that was going to happen. And I've never actually had a medium interaction like this before. And it was quite validating. Um, I think what is surprising to me is that I, it's stuff that I always, it's like stuff that I know but it's so subtle that I'm like, oh, I don't know. I could brush it off. Just kind of just like what we were saying about the body. And then to have somebody who like, you've literally, there's no way you could have known any of those things. And to just hit right on it like that was like, I don't, it helped me to trust my own self. So 
thank you. And yeah, like, where do I sign up for sessions with you? Because that was awesome. (laughs) Well, thank you. And thank you for being so open. Sometimes it's um, difficult when I read in podcasts because people get nervous and clam up and and forget things. So thank you for being so open and and, um, willing to share. Um, And I think because you've done so much inner work and you've been doing so much healing work over the past, you know, years or since you've been doing the podcast or even, you know, since you've been an adult, it, it makes it easier for me to read you as well. And it makes it a lot easier for your loved ones to come through. So sometimes it's like pulling teeth and readings. And sometimes it's like that, where it's just like, you're open, they're ready. They're like, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And I love that you acknowledge that a lot of it's validations because when I, when, like when I go see a medium, as I do this work for myself, it is a lot of it is validating. It's very helpful to kind of discern sometimes the things that I'm like, am I making that up? Or is that real? And to have a complete stranger validate those things for you is just so healing. It's like, okay, no, I got this. And then it helps also helps you to, again, resonate with your truth, right? All those things that were just validated for you, those are truths. And then now you're able to go, okay, that's what a truth feel like, feels like that's what it feels like when I'm really happy. That's what that, right. And that's the journey to becoming you again, like again, facing your true North, it's getting back to you. When, and the part where you said, um, that let go of what you think your future is supposed to be. And you've been really trying to force a future for a very long time is so true. And the fact that you're like the next 18 to 24 months is going to look so different. I literally haven't been able to see past like, I don't know, like something in me. And I'm normally a, like, I see this thing I go after, I know how to like triangulate and make it happen. I'm a really big, like I'm able to just make shit happen out of nothing. And for whatever reason right now, I've just been like, I can't see beyond sometimes even a day. And so that's, I've just been here and that's okay. And so it, it, um, I just, I feel very open and that I can let go of the fear and that I am, I do, I have felt my grandmother, um, for a long time, actually. Um, and again, like I said, I don't really, it's not like a commonplace conversation to be like, well, my grandma is like in this, I can't, it's not like I see her. I feel her. I know she's here. I receive messages, not through audible, but I am knowing and to know that that's real is, is, um. Yeah. Validating is the best word I can think of. Yeah. I love that. Can I ask a question to both of you? Um, It's a little bit of a segue, although it did relate to what you said about me. Uh, (laughs) And I'm curious, we started this conversation talking about getting past the fear and taking a jump. How did you both do that in your careers? Because it sounds like, you know, you're both running, like doing your own thing now and you're out of the nine to five and like the traditional trajectory. And that's currently one of the places I'm stuck in. And you mentioned a creative project. Like I want to take the jump (laughs) into creative projects, but I feel like I keep on getting stuck and going back to security and being like, Oh shoot, like actually do the same thing, do the same thing. So I would love to hear how you all navigated that for yourself. Um, it is really difficult. <laughs> I will say it is really, really difficult. Um, on, I will say one thing I've never been a nine to five person. I like straight from college, um, went right into like a dancing career, which was very untraditional. And, 
um, and then kind of weave my way through, um, you know, figuring out what it is that I, that I wanted to do and that I craved, like when it, when it boils down to it, is that I, I'm a teacher. I love, I love to teach, um, whether it's yoga or, um, anything with the narrative body. I just like to, I like to teach. I like to guide and I like to share information. So I knew that whatever I was doing, I needed to be a teacher. And when I started doing the narrative body stuff, it actually came up really quite organically. Um, and I, I just kind of like created a syllabus and then I, people were interested in, and I started teaching like these classes for, um, it originally started with like hotels and restaurants. And then, um, and then I was like, okay, I need to like study more about this. And that's when I went away to get my master's and I came back and I was like, okay. Um, I basically like had no choice. I was like, this is something that nobody else is doing. And so I have to like sort of carve out my own path um, and, and, and start doing it and start teaching it and, and sharing it with people. Um, I think because it is something that no one has done, it's been an uphill climb to get people to understand what it is. And I think the more I embrace all of the different aspects of it, um, drawing drawing on my background in dance and my you know and my studying at, at the Lobin school and also my my undergrad I studied social work and when I start to kind of like bring them all together I just I feel like it becomes more rich and it becomes um, more unique so I, the answer is like I'm in it right now so I'm still I'm still like figuring it out I'm still figuring out how I can like create a schedule where I can be really productive and still like work with clients. And, you know, it, it's, it is a complete journey. And I think that one thing that has actually helped me is that when, when I was actually talking to Cindy about this, like I went, when COVID hit, like I went through a really difficult transition from always working with people in person to transitioning to work with people online. And at first people weren't, didn't want to work online. And, um, and so I went through this phase of like, is this going to work? Like, is this going to happen? Can I do this? And, um, you know, I went through a phase of like, definitely like not believing in my idea or myself or my teaching. And Cindy said to me, she's like, okay, I hear you. I listen to you. And she's really straight with you, which I really love. And she's like, you have to answer one question. What is it that you want to be known for? What do you want to be known for? Do you wanna be known for just teaching yoga? If so, fine, great. Or do you wanna be known for creating this specific thing? And I was like, oh, okay, okay. So when I had to sit back and answer that question, it really, it really made me realize that I needed to pursue this path and keep going and and Janelle, to answer your question, I do not have any answers. <laughs> Is that I am in it right now. I'm trying to figure it out. And it, it it's it's a journey. It's a journey. I appreciate that. And but I feel like you're doing it. And that is has been like, I am kind of doing it. I am doing it. I'll pat myself back. I've started to do it, but I definitely feel like I'll take three steps forward. No, sorry, one step forward, three steps back. I'm like, I'm doing it wait, oh, security's over here. Let's go back that way. And it's like, no, you don't want that. Okay, I'm going to do it. <laughs> back and forth. I will also say I was never one of those people that 
like completely just like quit their job and like put my two feet into it. I did like, I dabbed my toe in and then I was like, I have enough teaching like dance and um, yoga classes on the side where I can support myself financially. And then I dipped my toe in a little bit more and I dropped some of my other classes. Um, and in retrospect, I wish I would have just like put two feet in at the same time because I think it took me longer to get to where I am today because of the way I did it. So I was financially secure, which, which I think I needed at the time. But I think, I think if I didn't have that financial security, I would have like plowed forward a lot faster than I did versus this, like I went on this really slow journey to kind of like work my way in. And um, I'm not saying either one is right or wrong. It's just in retrospect, I think I would have done it a lot quicker if, if, I, if I needed the money. Totally. Yeah, there's so many things with that. I feel like I'm slightly financially secure. I mean, for now, and it's like a ticking time clock of like, eh, you're about to not be. And yeah, it's like you either got to hit the ground running in that and like you're not fucking around or you're completely going to revolt. I will completely revert back. It's like one of the two, like the fork in the road is coming and I'm like, oh, actually, let's let's go back to the parking lot. I'm like, I'm good on this hike. <laughs> it's interesting though, because earlier Cindy said that the colors of your aura represented that you were about to birth a creative thing. So I'll just replant that seed. That's, so I said, I was like, so this question is not related, but it's totally related to that part. <laughs> so I'm torn. Cause I like want to answer from my own perspective, but I also kind of like want to quickly work through this with you, Janelle, for to help you through it so I'm like very torn sure let's do it let's do we have time it. for both no, okay I'm just well we? I'm down Rachel up to you come all like yeah let's do it. <laughs> let's solve problems um let's solve problems I love it that's what I'm here for here for it okay um let's start with Janelle I'm gonna start with you and then I'll tell my story um because it might come up as I'm talking okay do I have permission to continue I guess reading for you absolutely okay so we're gonna like dive right in which is Fear is a protective mechanism. It is your body's response, your ego's response to you going outside your comfort zone. Oftentimes, fear shows up based on a limiting belief. So they're telling me for you, the first thing that needs to be looked at, or maybe it's not the first thing, but the next thing that needs to be looked at is defining success for yourself. So they said that you have a limiting belief around success and what that means. And that, um, and by they, right now I'm talking to my guides and I feel like they're, do you have an aunt that, or um, excuse me, well, I don't know with an aunt or an uncle. Do you have like an uncle? I have an uncle that's floating around today, by the way, for this group. I don't know who the hell he belongs to, but. Um, City, you're insane. I'm like, this is just so okay. wild. Okay. Yes, but continue. Okay. And then is he a CH or like Chris or, or like, is that his last name? Or like, like, like I still have a CH or K name for somebody like Christopher, like uh, what's the other CH? Charlie or something. Do you know what that name was passed? Like a grandparent or something? No, no. Chris. Okay. We'll come back to it. Okay. I don't know who this person is. And they've been floating around me for a little bit here. It's okay. Just table it. it goes to somebody else. Okay. But I have an uncle stepping forward for you. We'll come back to the people. It's my guides and your loved ones. I'm just going to say that right now. Um, okay. You have a limited view of success based on what your parents or people around you have conditioned you to, to want for success. So part of this is twofold for you of getting through the fear, as you mentioned, or like, how do you move through that? is by defining success for yourself and then also releasing the need for people pleasing. So a lot of what's going on with your energy field is showing me that you're a little worried about like, are you still making people proud or what are people going to think? And by people, I mean like your family, it looks like there's some parents, parental things going on there. 
regardless, um, success for you in the past there, Shami, has been very monetary based. I'm not saying you're, I mean, most people, that's most people, right? That's like, can I make more money and how do I make more money and how do I get more status? And, and in the future, there's asking you, can you, can you look at it as how many like souls have you touched or how many people have you impacted? Because when you start to shift that, and this is a limiting, you know, your belief system around it, you're actually going to make more money. You're actually going to let energy flow more and that's going to make all the difference. Right. Um, so did, did, did you grow up? Like, I can't, I can't decide if you had a lot of money growing up or you did not have a lot of money growing up, but I feel like something flipped with your parents. Like did one parent have a lot of money and then they didn't later in life or vice versa. There's something about your parents, like not having enough money or feeling they don't have enough money. Do you understand this? A little bit. Yeah. There's some potential there. Okay. Um, it looks like on your dad's side, did they, did they all have their own business or like, did they lose a business at some point that they like were working towards? Do you know what happened on his side of the family? Yeah. I've literally been journaling about that. Oh, <laughs> so you my, have? Uh, yeah, I have actually. So limiting beliefs around money with my grandfather who wanted to run his own business That's it. and didn't. And then That's my it. dad, same pattern where like he, That's it. Yeah. ding, ding, ding. Yep. So just journaled about that last like three days, but you know. Well, there you go. They often bring up things in sessions that you were just journaling about. One, I say it's a validation that your loved ones are with you because they're literally reading what you're writing down in your journal, which is why I love journaling practice. But sidebar, another conversation for another day. Um, but you're right. You're you hit the nail on the head. You need to clear this before you take the leap into starting your own business or being an entrepreneur or whatever this thing that wants to be birthed through you happens. Okay. Uh and know that by healing this for yourself, you're healing the energy for your dad and your grandfather. Now, your dad, is he still alive? I'm assuming he's still alive. My is dad is. Yeah, my grandfather okay, is not. Okay, so he's one of the people I'm talking to. I didn't get his name yet, but don't worry. He'll give it to me in a minute. He's the one I'm talking to. And so your dad is probably going to be the person who's going to be the most like, I don't want to say naysayer, but resistant to this because you're going to be triggering for in him things that he hasn't dealt with, emotions that he never processed, stuff that he never really like, again, dealt with. Right. So I'm going to say he's not the person to go to for advice or things. Even if he tries to give it to you, I would say set some boundaries around that. And maybe don't tell him about some of the stuff you're doing until it's like already out in the world and like done. And it's like too late to stop it because he's going to come up with every excuse in the book of why not to do it, because that's exactly what he did for his life. And he's probably not going to be able to get behind your success right away. Cause he's going to be a little bit jealous. Okay. So just ignore, delete. You don't need that. Okay. Um, you are meant to own your own business. You are meant to like have a very successful, it looks like career path and not just being like, you know, running your own, like, um, like, I don't know if you teach sports or yoga or like something like that, but anyways, it, it's like an actual like business. Like, I feel like that provides either a service or a product. I don't think about doing a product for people, but it looks like something that's actually tangible in the world in the future. It might not start that way, but that's what it looks like in the future. Okay. Like a tangible thing people can like hold. And it's, it's the fear around not knowing like where the next paycheck comes from or not knowing when the next, like, I don't know, opportunity is going to show up that kept your dad and your grandfather from taking the leap. Okay. And the idea of like success is in the corporate world or success is working for a big company versus working for yourself. And I know that sounds crazy, but some people don't believe that entrepreneurship is a form of success. I don't, I mean, I love being an entrepreneur, but some people don't believe that. 
So you need to redefine success for yourself. Okay. That's the big fear, at least right now for you, because you were talking, your original question was, how do you move through that fear of taking the leap? You got to process this limiting belief of like, this is being an entrepreneur isn't, isn't successful enough, or I'm not going to make enough money, or I can't make money doing this thing or whatever. Delete, 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 delete. Okay. Let me see if there's anything else. Um, by the way, know that by bringing it up today, we're already starting to heal it and release it and shift it for you. And anyone listening to this, if you're feeling the same way, know that by bringing up these emotions, you're already starting to shift and release its hold. Sometimes just by becoming aware and witnessing something, that's all it needs to be released. Okay. So it doesn't have to be a long, hard thing. It, it, it could be depending on how deeply it's rooted and how long, how much you're gripping to this, but it doesn't have to be. Okay. I give it in the next like three to six months, you have this like idea and maybe you already have the idea, but something in the next three to six months for you, Janelle, is going to be like very telling for like the next, the path for you for the next like five, 10, 15 years. Okay. Do you know what you would do for your business creative idea? I feel like I have a lot of ideas right now and that is basically what I've been saying. I'm like, if I can just put effort in, which I don't know if this is the best strategy, depending on who you ask, but like put effort into the ones that are really letting me up, like see what I'm really enjoying after trying. And then I'm kind of just hoping that one of them will be like, yep, yeah, that's like, things are, things are progressing, like jump on it and do it. Okay. Real quick. I don't love hope. I don't like when people use that word. I mean, I shouldn't say I don't love hope. But I don't love when people go, oh, I'm hoping it's going to work. Eh, that is rooted in fear. That is putting out in the universe. Like you don't actually think it's going to happen, but you're kind of like throwing everything against the wall and seeing what sticks. Delete, not good enough. Not good enough for you, okay? I instead like to say I intend for one of these like ideas to be the thing for me. I, um, I believe that this is going to lead me to the right thing, right? I don't like I hope. Sorry. Like, no, we're laughing because Rachel, I say hope all the time and Rachel does not like that word. So I say the same thing. I'm always like, I hate hope. And then I'm like, I am the worst person ever who says that. No, I say the same thing. It was actually one of the only times I got trolled on Instagram because people didn't like that. I'm like, you didn't read the rest of the thing. Like hope is not, it's rooted in fear. Like I intend is rooted in faith, right? And the universe responds to your faith, not your fears. Okay. Like true. Yeah. Um, Okay. Well, I, I feel like the, I mean, we need to probably do a whole stash, but I feel like the, one of the things that you want is in, like the thing that's going to be the thing is in that mix of ideas that you have. I, they're just saying you need to kind of weed through them. Like you, like you mentioned, I, I also feel like it's the thing that you feel you can't make money doing. That's actually the thing you're supposed to be doing. So it also feels like, again, the money thing of like, well, I don't, how do I monetize this? I don't know who would want to pay for this. Or like, I love it, but who was anyone else? And like Carla said earlier, which I loved of like, no one else is doing this. So like, should I, can I, I want to, I want to do it. And like, that's how she got to it. But just because no one else is doing it, you're not sure people like don't know what it is. Doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. It actually is, means you probably are meant to be doing it. You're meant to bring that into the world. So I'd say if you can kind of put that filter on the ideas that you're thinking of. Okay. All right. Who's the M initial for you? Who's passed is like a marker. Mike, well, I'm going to go M A like Mary. Who's the M A Matt, Mike, Mark, Michael. I mean, my dad's Margaret. name is Michael. Michael. Okay. Well, it's his dad I'm talking to. So maybe he's, I don't know if he's named after someone in the family, but he's the, not, I don't want to say the key, but he's like the thing you got to like from release resistance around. Okay. And you guys probably get along fine. I'm not saying you guys don't get along. I just want to be clear about that. But what I'm saying is that energetically he's 
putting up blocks around you and like is kind of like not supportive in this. He might say he is, but energetically he's he's like got a lot of fear around it. Okay. Okay. And how do you how do you connect with like a tree or like the tree of life or like are you at like Joshua tree recently or something? Or like, Stop it. They're talking about they're talking about like they will show me trees and then I heard Joshua tree. Which is I, was, I there. literally just left Joshua Tree yesterday. Oh my god! You did? You just yeah. Oh my god! So Joshua Tree yesterday. That was where I was camping. When I said I was camping yesterday, Seriously? I was in Joshua yeah, I don't Tree. Think you told me where it was. I don't think. No, you I didn't say that. It's not. I don't follow you on Instagram. I know. I, <laughs> I don't. I swear. Yeah, no, I. I will after this, but I didn't prior to this. I just wanted to. Yes, I left Joshua Tree yesterday, and I was there oh, for okay. three days. Well. They were saying it was very healing for you. Um, it feels like it was, you cleared a lot when you were there. It's also one of the spiritual hotspots in California, which I didn't know when I was there either, but apparently it is. There's like this big boulder thing that, I don't know. There's a lot of energy there. So you picked up on a lot of it, which is good. Um, I don't know why else they were bringing up Joshua Tree. Did you meet somebody there? Stop. Because <laughs> they're talking about, like there was a meeting of the, a soulmate or something. I'm not saying it has to be your forever guy, but there was a soulmate connection made there. So someone who's going to be influential in your life in the future. Yeah, did I, did, I did meet someone there. Okay. Okay. So I'm just going to caveat this of sometimes in readings, I pick up on the next person that's that you date or you have a crush on or what or whatever. I, it doesn't mean it's your forever. So if it doesn't work out, don't be like, oh my God, the medium told me that this is supposed to be it. It didn't work out and I'm screwed forever. No, I, I often pick up on the person that's like right next in front of you. Okay. Only because if I told you everything in life, it wouldn't be fun. You wouldn't be, it wouldn't be exciting, right? You got to have some surprises in life. So for whatever reason, this person feels like it's going to help you and expand. They're an expander for you. If you want to use like manifesting terms. And they're saying you have to go through it, meaning like, don't just like break up with a guy because I don't know, whatever, but just, you have to go through it. He feels like, a, I guess it's a guy. He, I don't know. He feels, um, it feels good. It's very new. I mean, this was three days ago. So like, I, I'm not going to tell I don't think I can tell you much more than that, but they're just saying it was a meeting of souls. Like when you were, that's when you were most at yourself when you were there. And so boom, you met somebody, right? Like that's when they come in is when you're most yourself. So that even if you only learn that from that experience, worth it, worth it. So uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. Do you have more? I like. I won't interject if you have more, but yeah. Um, I think I think that's it. I don't. Yeah. Well, I don't. Hang on. Um, you have a do you have a grandma? Is your it? Are both your grandmothers passed? Mm-hmm. Okay, because they both stepped forward. Because I was gonna go with your dad's, and then your mom's one was like, she's here. I'm here too, and I was like, okay, I don't know. Okay, they're both. So I look. I see them both. So they're both just stepping forward, saying hello, and they're watching over you, and they're excited about I I do think you're going to get engaged at some point I don't know if you've ever if you've been thinking like well maybe it's not in the cards for me or maybe I'm not going to do it but they're saying you are so and one of them is about their engagement ring do you know do you have like your mom's mom's engaged do you know where your mom your grandmother's engagement ring is on your mom's side no I had my dad's mom's it's not an engagement ring but it was oh like but you have a her, ring of hers yeah I wear that's it all the time I, that's it okay I flipped them I'm so sorry <laughs> She's talking about, I, well, I would say there's something about your mom's and your mom's mom's engagement ring too. Cause she's asking, where is it? And I'm like, I don't know where the F it is. Uh, it's not anyways. Um, there's something funny about that. So it's lost or somebody like took it and they weren't supposed to ask your mom, but your dad's mom is commenting on the ring that you have that you wear all the time. Cause it looks like you already have one of their rings. And so they're saying, yes, is it blues like sapphires? 
or anything like that? Is there blue in it? Okay. There's something about blue, like sapphire, I'd say, or something like that. So that could just be a sign for you as well. Stars are a sign for you too, like shooting stars or stars. So that's a sign for you that you're on the right path. Well, I want to go with rainbows, which is kind of general, but rainbows look like a sign for you lately. And then obviously repeating numbers, I would say. And who's the S initial? Is there an S one of them in past? Like Sue or Sharon or something? I have an S name for Sam. I don't know. I usually am pretty good with names. So I don't know what's going on today with names, but not a big deal. It's your peeps. There are too many people in the room. I know. I was going to say there's four of us. There's a lot of us. So wild though, because the guy that you're referencing, that's literally what I've been saying. He's an expander. He's basically living the life I want to live. So (laughs) anyway, love it. Love it, love it, love it. Text my mom right now about the ring. Oh my god. Okay, I love it. Yeah, ask her, <laughs> ask her. I still have an S or C name. I, I don't know. I, I see. I have an S or C name for you. It's huge now. You gotta ask. You gotta ask somebody who who this. Oh, I guess I. Do you have a friend that passed? A female friend who's passed? No. Okay. All right. Is that you, Carla? Do you have a female friend who's like overdosed or something? Okay. All right. We'll come back to it. I mean, we're obviously not going back to it. We're done, but I'll, I'll just figure it out later. Well, maybe at the end of the session, we'll have to. You're freaking awesome. Does it bother yeah. you when you can't like get it? Um, it? it used to a lot, but like at. Um, like when you haven't figured it out in session. It usually goes to somebody. So what I mean is that like, I'm not getting it right. Like either you guys have a good, someone in their house with you or you're or like, it could be like, Oz, Carlos, so, you know, it could be somebody else that's around the vicinity that someone's trying to come through and say hello. And it doesn't really like bother me per se, but when it comes up, when they keep bugging me, like an S or a C initial, th- that person wants to give a message. So I usually try and honor that spirit, that soul and deliver it. And, and I can like keep going or keep tuning in to get more, but it, you know, at this point, it probably doesn't go to you guys. It's probably someone else who's in the vicinity of one of your rooms where you guys are. So that's not your dog's name, is it? Mine. I saw your dog earlier. Noli. Noli. Okay. It's not it. Okay. I don't know. It's something like that. Cause sometimes I pick up that's something that happens too. Sometimes I pick up on pets and I don't realize I switched energy into the pet realm and they're like, Oh my God, Sandy is my dog's name. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like we've been sitting here for an hour trying to figure out the S initial. You know what I mean? It's like your dog. Like, hello. Anyways. Can I ask you guys a question? I know we're kind of getting to time, but one question before we ask our last question. Are you open? Okay. So the question that I had earlier was what does um, an authentic body look like or feel like? That's the question that was coming up for me. And so I don't really know how you would answer that, but what does an authentic body look or feel like? That's such a tough question because it's going to look different on every single body and every single person. I think that when people first come to see me, they think that I'm going to teach them how to be a specific way. And I immediately, immediately (laughs) discount that right away because I'm not teaching people to be performative. I'm teaching them how to tune into what it is that they need to channel to connect and communicate with the people around themselves and also with themselves. So it never looks the same for a specific person. It's always going to look a little bit different. So I feel like 
<laughs> it, it's so it's so unique per body. Plus, like then we could we could like dive into so many other like topics like surrounding this that that like all of our bodies are so unique and individual and so beautiful and that when we're looking to find the idea of authenticity or confidence or um, being your true self is that, it, I think I said this at the beginning, is that when you when you learn to step into all of those different different roles or different people or different identities that you, that you um, connect with. And once you do that, right, then I think your authenticity is gonna start to shine through and show through. Yeah, the thought that I had was like that it was a feeling, but then as you were talking, I was like, there is authenticity in every expression of self too. So it is, it is infinite. And then that, that at a macro level, I think probably becomes your ultimate authenticity, which is oneness. Anyways. Wow. Yeah. I think that, I think that I'll say, I'll say one last thing on this topic that you want to be in a lot, you want all of the, your aspects to be in alignment. And, and by aspects, I mean, you want your physical body, your tone of voice and your message to be in alignment. And when one of those things is not in alignment, there's usually a break in the line of communication, I like to say. So say, for example, your, um, your body is saying that you're um, happy and excited and you're your message is saying that you're happy and excited, but your tone of voice is saying, I'm fucking mad. I want to get out of here. Right. And when, and when one of those things is slightly off, you don't believe yourself and the people around you don't believe you. And, and truly we want to believe what people are saying, but we actually do believe the body more, right? We look to the body for the information about what people are thinking, saying, and feeling. So we're not believing what they're actually saying. We're believing what the body says. And we're also believing the tone of voice. And so when all three of those are not in alignment, we're not actually communicating to our deepest level. So though that I would say that is the last, the last bit is that it doesn't matter what it is that you're, that you're doing, but making sure all three of those bits are in alignment is super important. Totally resonates. Yes. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Thank you for that. All right. I don't, I don't know that I have anything to add because Carla's was like so beautiful, so eloquently put the way you just described that. Okay. And there's so many like parallels between like what I do, like things being like, and what Carla does. And it's just, it's wild. It's totally, it's just, it, it blows my mind sometimes like how much our like bodies of consciousness and everything all play together. Like it's just, you can't be like mutually exclusive and like only address one or the other, or ignore certain parts of yourself. Right. Like Carla just said, then you can't communicate, you know, you can't, you can't just like keep expecting things to be a certain way or keep trying to think same things over and over again without like changing some of the inputs, which is what Carla works with her clients on too. So I don't know. And how cool it is that there are different like entry points or access points because each of us, you know, may be more drawn to one or may feel more comfortable with one over another. I had a friend who was a basketball player and um, we used to always like not argue, but have like pretty philosophical conversations around where points of awareness actually come from and, and those access points. And um, it was so interesting to me to hear when an access point for somebody was in a totally different sphere than, than where it came from for me, but ultimately they do end up kind of culminating and connecting 
And so it kind of doesn't really matter. Um, and it's just, it's nice that there's so many different options. It's not just like, here's one way of doing this. It's like, no, you can meet yourself where you're at. All right. Should we ask our last question? Yeah. Sorry. I'm just sitting here. I know. Janelle <laughs> like, left the room. That's, I don't think <laughs> I actually have. I'm just like, my mind is still just so blown. <laughs> I have to say it's partly my fault because normally at the end of a session, I'll say, you might feel light and buzzy after this because I'm raising your vibration just like I raise my own in a session. So I, that's partly my fault because I, when I ask permission to read for you, I'm already raising your vibration and starting to change your energy. Yeah. And most people describe it as, oh, I feel light. I feel really buzzy. I feel like I can't get grounded. I'm like, oh yeah, welcome to my world every day. So. Yeah, Rachel, you might have to close this one out. I'm just- it's fine. I can, I, I got you. Um, okay. So our last question is how do you live your true north in one word? I'll go first. <laughs> Mine is um, belief. And that, that I wrote that down before we started talking about any of this stuff. And I just feel like, wow, it really just hit the nail on the head with, you know, what Cindy was able to, you know, discuss with you guys having that belief. Um, for me, it was, it, it really is having the belief around, um, like trusting myself, trusting that I'm on the right path. And also, like, you know, having the belief prior has gotten me to where I am now. And so like that's shown you like the faith and trust where you're at and trust what you're doing um, to keep going and keep pushing forward. And mine, my word would be intention or intentionality and that, you know, your your intention is everything. And if you're not clear on your intention, then how, how can you expect to be, have the universe be clear in its response back or have the person you're conversing with in a conversation be clear back. If you aren't clear on your intention and what you're either communicating or wanting or, you know, needing from the other person or even from the universe, then how can you expect to find true North or like find what you're looking for? So I'd say it's always goes back to intention for me. Like, what is it that I intend to receive or need or get from life or situation or person. Thank you. You're both amazing. I literally could talk to you for hours. I know. I feel like we should have you back. And so I don't know what that's going to mean, but I'm just throwing it out there. And if people wanted to get in touch with each of you or follow you, what's the best way to do that? So um, for me, my website is thenarrativebody.com and also then uh, at the narrative body on Instagram, those are the easiest ways to get a hold of me. Um, and I also have a uh, carlavelchenko.com if you can't find the narrative body. <laughs> I feel like the narrative body is easier to spell than your that, last name. That's so. what I was just going to say. I was all, uh, I could type in the narrative body into Google, but I'm like, uh, I mean, I can see your last name on the screen, but if I didn't have it, I'd be like, uh, the okay. It's true. It's true. Oh my gosh. And for me, Cindy, I'm revealing soul, all one word on Instagram. It's revealingsoul.com for my website. Uh, and yeah, you can book directly. If you're interested in booking a session after hearing this, you can book directly through my website or links in Instagram. And I offer private sessions. I offer small groups once a month. I do workshops 
pretty much monthly now with people. I try and offer a wide um, variety of options for all different price points, whether you want like a private session or um, usually there, I recommend a 60 minute session for your first one. As you guys saw today, it can get, you know, we barely scratch the surface on some of this stuff. Uh, but if you can, and there's also, you know, group ones or 30 minute ones. So I'm just rambling now, but anyways, revealingsoul.com or revealingsoul on Instagram. You are both so cool. Yeah, Thank you so is... much for playing with us. Yes. This is so lovely. delightful to like see you again, Rachel. I so know. Nice to you, yeah, and nice to meet you guys. I feel like so connected to you guys now that I know all the stuff about <laughs> you as well. So I'm excited. I know we just went know. there. We like read pages yeah. out of my most recent journal entries. Uh-huh. Like we go there a lot, but I normally give it a couple of days to air out <laughs> before I talk about the podcast. I'm excited to continue to listen to the podcast so I can like hear updates on what's going on in your guys' lives and, and all this fun stuff. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, so you for holding Thank space you. and, and having us on. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, we will probably have you back. So yes. <laughs> thanks for being here. Great. Thank you guys. Yeah. This has been another episode of the True North Collective podcast. For more from Rachel and I, check us out on the gram at the True North Collective underscore. And make sure you're signed up for our mailing list. You can do that at thetruenorthcollective.org to stay up to date on all of our resources, tools, and upcoming events. We appreciate you being here with us. We'll see you next time.